Welcome to our Clothed with the Sun podcast, daily reading and meditation on the Gospel of the Day. I am James Thomas. Today is Thursday, March 30th, 2023, Thursday of the fifth week of Lent. Today's reading is from the Gospel according to St. John. Jesus said to the Jews, Amen, amen, I say to you, whoever keeps my word will never see death. So the Jews said to him, Now we are sure that you are possessed. Abraham died, as did the prophets. Yet you say, Whoever keeps my word will never taste death. Are you greater than our father Abraham, who died? Or the prophets, who died? Who do you make yourself out to be? Jesus answered, If I glorify myself, my glory is worth nothing. But it is my Father who glorifies me, of whom you say he is our God. You do not know him, but I know him. And if I should say that I do not know him, I would be like you, a liar. But I do know him, and I keep his word. Abraham, your father, rejoiced to see my day. He saw it and was glad. So the Jews said to him, You are not yet fifty years old, and you have seen Abraham? Jesus said to them, Amen, amen, I say to you, before Abraham came to be, I am. So they picked up stones to throw at him. But Jesus hid and went out of the temple area. So we are continuing our meditations for this fifth week of Lent. Once again, Jesus is being attacked by the scribes and Pharisees, and in response, he's explaining more and more deeply who he is, what his story is, what he's all about. Once again, he uses the expression, I am, which the Jews, especially the Jewish leaders, know is a reference to God, Yahweh. Jesus is not just saying, uh... You know, I am this, I am that. He's saying, I am, period. In other words, I am God. Before Abraham came to be, I existed and I was (laughs) the author of all life. I am the author of all life. I was with the Father. I wanted to focus a little bit on this idea of Jesus saying he knows the Father. They're saying they know God. They're saying Abraham is their father. Jesus is saying Well, you know, there's something far greater than Abraham here, but you don't even match up to that. In other words, Abraham isn't your father, because if Abraham was truly your father, you would accept me. You wouldn't be trying to kill me. They believe their authority comes from Abraham. Well, to some degree it does, except they're not being faithful to that authority. Jesus' authority, however, goes straight to the Father, the Father of heaven and earth. Before Abraham came to be, I am. So Abraham rejoiced to see Jesus' day. In other words, Jesus is just making it very clear. He's God. He's infinite. And Abraham is, Abraham was not. Abraham was very great. Wouldn't it be great if they could live up to that reputation? But no, they cannot. Jesus gets his authority, however, from the Father. Jesus, throughout these readings, constantly conveys his love for the Father, his trust in the Father. He comes from the Father. He does good works. 
He once again mentions, I do not glorify myself, but the Father glorifies me. In other words, when you see these great miracles, it's not me doing them. I mean, yes, Jesus does them. And I had explained this in a previous sermon. It's one of the values of having the saints. We see how Jesus works when we, uh, to you know, we get a little glimpse of how Jesus works when we see the saints. Saints are human beings just like the rest of us. They've committed sins in their lives. They've made mistakes, yet God works through them. Jesus is different than a saint, obviously, because he's perfect. Jesus is God, but still Jesus lives in human form. Jesus lives in his humanity. St. Paul says he empties himself of his divinity, yet he performs miracles. How does this happen? It's not the Son of God walking around on earth as if he's, you know, a miraculous Superman kind of thing, but rather in his humanity, which he has taken from us, he's filled with the Spirit. He prays a lot. The Father speaks to him. He knows the Father, not simply because he is the Son, but because in his humanity he prays. You and I, we can know the Father too if we pray, if we listen to his voice in Scripture. If we spend time with him in prayer, we can know the Father. And Jesus has great trust in his Father. So because he knows the Father, because he and the Father are one, therefore he knows no one is going to take his life from him. Yet there will be a time when he lays it down freely. He knows that the Father will use him to perform miracles because he knows the Father, because he's connected to the Father. And so the Father works through Jesus. I was just thinking of different stories. You know, we've, we see very often in life, I mean, whether we're talking about politics and what countries align with other countries, or even if we're talking about kids playing on the playground or walking down the hallway in school, when you know a big, strong person, maybe it's a big brother that you have, and you maybe you're the freshman and you have a a brother who's a senior, and let's just say some sophomores start picking on you. Well, if your brother's around, the big senior, guess what? They're going to run away. Countries that are in close relationship with the United States very often feel very secure that they won't get attacked by bigger, stronger countries. Why? Because we'll be there to protect them. Hopefully this remains the case that we remain in our strength and we remain moral at the same time, and we remain courageous enough to protect those countries that are in need, those countries smaller than us, those countries that need our protection and are actually deserving of it. Of course, all people are in need sometimes of protection of one form or another. But I think of different deliverance stories that I've either experienced or, or heard about, um, I mean, I just, there's this one story. It's a very long story. Maybe in a different podcast, I would tell the entire story, but I was doing a youth retreat once. And, um, sometimes when we pray very deeply with these children, these young people, sometimes there are some manifestations. Sometimes these kids have been into some bad stuff. Maybe they were involved in the occult. Maybe it was drugs. Maybe it was some kind of sexual thing, but Regardless, there was some kind of demonic influence there, and then we pray deeply with them. We have them praying in front of the Blessed Sacrament, and sometimes things manifest, 
And I just remember this one time there was a situation where something was manifesting and we were praying and we were trying to deliver this young person from it. I was getting very scared because I thought, oh no, what have we unleashed here? What's what's going on? I mean, obviously it was already there, but through this prayer, now there was a manifestation happening. And a friend of mine who was one of the other adult advisors on the youth retreat uh, pulled something out of his pocket as this young person was just flailing and, and just really, uh, it was scary. I don't I can't say I'm not an expert. I don't know exactly what was happening there, but this other young adult that was there came into the room and was on the other side of the young person and pulled something out of his pocket. And as he pulled it out of his pocket, he whispered to me across the room, Padre Pio. <laughs> in other words, he had a relic in his pocket of Padre Pio, and he touched it to the head of this other, this young man, one of the, the younger people that was on the uh, retreat weekend. And suddenly the entire situation just stopped. It was over. And thank you, Lord. It was over. Praise be the Lord. Uh, why is that? Because many of us are spiritual children of Padre Pio. We love Padre Pio. And in Padre Pio's life here on earth, he fought with the devil and he won. He was very victorious. And so very often Padre Pio is called upon in exorcisms, in deliverance. And in that particular situation, Padre Pio showed up for us and got rid of whatever the demonic manifestation was. Thank you, Lord Jesus, for that. And I can think of other stories. Like I say, in the future, I'll tell some more of these stories. But you know, I've talked to different exorcists over the years, different people involved in this sort of a ministry, and they say, if you have faith, the devil is afraid of you. The faith of a little child is intimidating to the devil. The devil actually expresses and feels a great deal of fear for anyone that carries with them God's grace, faith in God, trust in God, love of God. And there's an exorcist that I'm close with that I talk to every so often, Father Jim Blunt. He's retired now from the salt community, and he goes around the country giving talks, doing retreats, things like this. And he talks a lot about sacramentals and just having medals on us, putting medals around, blessed medals, St. Benedict medals, miraculous medals, using holy water. And, you know, even just having various religious images around. These things scare the devil away. These things indicate to the enemy that we know the Father. Just as Jesus was asserting with these Pharisees, I know the Father, you don't know the Father. Otherwise, you wouldn't be doing and saying the things that you are. But I know the Father. And I can't say otherwise. That would make me a liar, just like you. So whoever knows the Father will be saved. This is the point for us. It's one more reading to give us great confidence just as Jesus had great confidence. They tried to kill him at that moment, but he got away from them. Why? Because he knows the Father. Jesus always speaks the truth. Why? Because he knows the Father. Jesus performed miracles and drove out demons. Why? Because he knows the Father. So, ladies and gentlemen, this is our goal. This is, this is our mission in life, to know the Father. Sometimes we think, and I talked about Pelagianism in a previous sermon Sometimes we think uh, we're going to do all these great things and we're going to earn our way into heaven. No, we get to heaven because we know the Father. We conquer the devil here on earth because we know the Father. So we ask you, dear Lord Jesus, show us the Father. Help us to know the Father more and more and more.
we ask the Blessed Mother. You know, she was worthy to bear the Savior. Why? Because of her close relationship with God, because she knew the Father as well. She prayed to the Father. She was filled with the Holy Spirit. That's why the angel said, Hail, full of grace. And this made her, you know, worthy to bear the Savior. Even though she is not God, she's one of us. Still, there was a lot of grace at work there. And this is why she is the one depicted as crushing the head of the serpent. Because she knows the Father. And the Father is all-powerful. And as Jesus says, the Father and I are one. Hopefully, every single one of us can say that. That we know the Father, and the Father and us are one. I hope everybody has a day, great day. God bless you.